You know what time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk There he is, the man with the plan. Whoop, whoop. Welcome. So glad to be with you again. Man, there's been a lot of lot of stuff coming out this week, right? A yes. lot of different news. Um, not all of it good, actually. Nope. Really not of it good for the economy. Nope. But uh, we can go over some of that today because it's going to impact everybody's um, investments. I don't even care if they live in America. This is right. a global, right? And the stuff that we're wow. seeing is going to impact the global economy in a big way because Mm -hmm. whether people realize it or not, America still is relatively big kid in the sandbox, right? And so our policies dictate everybody and we still are the consumption engine of the world. So Mm -hmm. when we stop buying because our people here in America have run out of money because Mm -hmm. too much debt, um, living at the margin, interest rates are going up. Who who else does that impact? Well, everybody that we buy stuff from, China, Malaysia, India, um, even Russia and Ukraine with Mm -hmm. with agricultural products and with oil and gas, right? I mean, it impacts everybody around the world because we're still a big kid in the Mm -hmm. sandbox. um, But diminishing our size, right? I mean, at at some point here, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but but the BRICS nations are kicking us out of the sandbox. Um, And there's more of it by the day. Yeah. I mean, it's it's wild. I mean, our foreign policy, our economic policy under this current administration is actually, we're kicking ourselves out of the sandbox. You don't even need anybody else. But, uh, but and, yeah, and, so and you said in the last show it's intentional. I mean, that they're it's just evil. It's not like they're dumb. It's intentional. It is. It is intentional. But so why why do I say that? I mean, people say, "Oh, he's just a conservative talk show economist guy," right? But no, there's there's reason why I say everything that I say, right? So when you look at the global movement towards central bank digital currency, for example, um, you you nobody would accept it. Something that radical a digital currency that's not decentralized, that's actually controlled by, by central banks, which is the government. That is scary. So so imagine that being the case in a world where nobody trusts their governments, right? It's like, why in the world do they trust their currency if they don't trust the government? Oh, well, how about this? How about we uh, just shellac um, the the decentralized cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. world, like we're seeing with BlockFi, FTX. So now all of a sudden people don't trust that. So it's like, well, maybe, maybe we should trust central bank digital currency because Mm -hmm. you don't have the private sector and all these people like Sam Bankman Fried that could steal Mm -hmm. everybody's money or, you know, Ponzi schemes. It's like, wait a second, wait a second, everybody, because um, isn't social security a Ponzi scheme, right? At some point, you have fewer people paying into the system to fund everybody that's in retirement when you have the graying of America, baby boomers are the biggest of all demographics. And so, you know, I've got all these people going into retirement, fewer people paying into the system at a time when markets are collapsing and interest rates are going up. Yep. To me, what does that sound like? Sounds like a Ponzi scheme that there's too many people to receive too few benefit benefits. Somebody's going to have to lose out. 
Man, you know, it's interesting because a couple of weeks ago when we did the show about Sam Bankman Freed and you were on the show, you had actually talked about that with, you know, the FTX and the people were like, oh, maybe we should be, uh, you know, with a something that is controlled more by the government. I'm like, oh, man, you saw that a couple of weeks ago. And, and now intentionally we're intentionally burn this house down. Yep. So they all run over to this house. So they run, Exactly. How do we get them to run in here? Let's burn this one down. Yep. Yep. And so well, we're seeing and, that and play out. I mean, it's I, I kind of forgot that I said that on that show, mm, but did. but it's, to me, it's just like, you know, you try to like like what Donald Trump did. I think he would have been he is a master chess player, right? Because he's seeing mm-hmm. moves and moves and moves and moves ahead. Right. So. So, I mean, or try to do the same thing when that big exchange goes down. I knew there was going to be a domino effect of other companies that were going to be hurt, um, which we saw BlockFi went bankrupt as well. But now there's talks of a complete cryptocurrency dark winter, right? Where it's like all of them, because people aren't going to trust it anymore. Once people lose trust, it's like the relationship's over. I I don't care if it's a spouse or if it's a friendship or if it's a financial relationship or trust in your government, right? Once you lose trust, uh, it's really, really difficult to get that back and the relationship just fails. Well, this is now where we are in America with not just our government, but with the banking system Mm -hmm. and with certain sectors that are starting to go belly up, like, like cryptocurrency. What a prime ripe opportunity for the government to step in with central Mm -hmm. bank digital currency say, you actually can't trust us because we will get rid of the corruption, right? It's like, oh my word, that's like pot calling the cup black. But, exactly. but it, it is, right? I mean, it's just it's just wild, some yeah. of these things that we're seeing. So so in a well, world the, the government put people like Maxine Waters in charge of overseeing these things. Yeah, and who so, took money from FTX. You know, so it's not like Maxine Waters is like going to be, A, the super genius that's going to help oversee all this, right. or number two, have the moral integrity to have our best interests in place either. Yeah. Well, well, I think that's a great. I feel safe all of a sudden. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! Just being dumb. So, so, anyways, let's talk about the markets because there's some things going on this week. So, let's look at what happened. The the Dow just uh, earlier this week, 200 points in one day. It's not that the fact that they went down. We've seen other 200 points today, but it's the reason why, right? So. So on fears that the Fed is going to keep tightening into a recession, right? So so generally speaking, when you've got the economy slowing down, which is a recession, they mm-hmm. actually start lowering rates to mm-hmm. stimulate people buying, right? So that would actually speed up the economy again. Well, well, now everyone's afraid that the Fed is going to keep raising rates because now they've got this monster that they created called inflation, Mm-hmm. Right. So we've got an inflationary recession, the worst of all possible scenarios for a policymaker, because how do you how do you get out of a recession? Well, you lower interest rates to stimulate mm-hmm. people buying. Well, what does that do? Lowering interest rates causes inflation. Wait a second. We've got too much inflation. We have to slow it down. So you keep raising rates. Oh, well, that's going to push us into a deeper recession. I mean, literally, it's like this a horrible mess mixed it is a mess mm-hmm. that they can't really get out of easier so so here's though what we do know we do know that the fed's mandate is to actually kill inflation because they've said that numerous times yep. mm-hmm. um last week again um chairman powell said we are going to actually continue to raise rates just at a slower l- rate of growth not three quarters of a point um but we're going to maybe do like half or a quarter 
because we, but we're going to do it indefinitely. Right. And so, so there's a, there's another article where he talks about that. And I believe it was on Monday of, of this week. I mean, you, you look at some of these, some of these um, things that he's talking about, it is going to cause complete disarray in the stock and bond market. 200, 200 point slide is, is going to be nothing moving forward. So it was on Monday of this week that the Federal Reserve minutes came out again. And again, I read these things all the time. And it's like, I don't know. It's not, it's not because I enjoy it. It's because I have to, right? It's not like it's good reading. It's, but, but what they said is they're going to raise rates half a point over the next two weeks, the next meeting that they have. So the three quarter point numbers are done, right? But we're going to probably see half and then we'll see half and we'll see quarters. But the point is they're going to keep raising rates, mm-hmm. which which is like, okay, like somebody that's on a diet and and because you're, you're tired of gaining 10 pounds every, every month, right? And so, so what do you need to do? You need to lose. But mm-hmm. but next month oh, I only gained five pounds. This month I was expecting <laughs> better to gain than 10. the ten. <laughs> like I only gained two pounds, but I expected to gain five. You're still gaining weight, right? Yeah. It's like you have to actually lose. So mm-hmm. when they start playing these these, well, this is what we expect the game, and the, you know this is what we're getting. It's like you're still raising rates, right? Mm-hmm. And so that means next month the rates are going to be higher than they were this month. The following month they're going to be higher than they were next month, right? So. So I don't care if it's slower rate of growth, it's still adding on to interest rates that are already so high that real estate is collapsing, the bond market is collapsing. Nobody wants US treasuries globally because our economy stinks because when government revenues come down because people aren't spending money because it's too much to borrow, they're gonna have to inflate or die to actually fund our, our government. This is, this is like this catch 22 of all catch 22s. And, and they really don't have a way around it. But mm-hmm. but Chairman Powell said we're going to continue to raise rates half a point. So like we just saw. Um, he's promising it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's promising it. But that was that first article was all about the Dow slipped, you know, a few hundred points mm-hmm. because the Fed was going to keep raising rates into the recession, which is going to make the recession deeper and the cost of borrowing more expensive. I mean, this is just an absolute mess, just an absolute mess, right? So so then what makes things even more messy? What is going to cause prices to go up even more? Well, what is one thing that everybody uses other than food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to, to fuel our house, to fuel yep. our cars, to, to you know, build anything manufacturing wise you need oil, oil to run gear you know to make plastic right so yeah even so though the, the wrappers and styrofoam and everything stuff comes in yep. everything requires oil everything. oil mm-hmm. everything is petroleum based right so so the g7 is putting a cap on russian oil so russian oil is not small potatoes it's like the fourth largest oil producer on the planet right so so what's the european union doing and the g7 nation they're capping russian oil at 60 dollars a barrel okay um so here's the problem why would okay they're they're trying to do that for economic sanctions right but but oil should probably hit 150 200 300 a barrel 
down the road. But wow. the G7 nations aren't going to pay Russia any more than $60 a barrel. So why would they sell it to us? Well, they they wouldn't. I was going to say that. Any of the G7 nations. So basically, what we just did, I mean, this is insano policy, right? This is just mm-hmm. the dumbest thing ever, is we're putting a cap on it. So what they're, what we just did is we gave an economic benefit to China because Russia and China are in cahoots with each other. They're all part of the BRICS nations, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, you know what? We're, we're going to have all this oil and... Uh, you know, the, the G7 nation said they're only going to pay us 60 bucks. So really, China could possibly get cheaper oil oil than than others. Right. Because they're, they're in cahoots with Russia. And so now is Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so all they I mean, this is just the dumbest of all dumbness of policies, because <laughs> what are we going to have? One of the largest oil producers in the world not selling us oil. What is that going to do to supply? It's going to uh. cause to come down what happens when supply goes down but demand is still up prices go through the roof Mm -hmm. right so so we think we have inflation now the price of oil could actually hit two to three hundred dollars a barrel by putting a sixty dollar cap on russian oil because of the supply disruptions now Mm -hmm. and that will not just impact travel on airplanes and in cars it's going to affect people's ability to heat their home or not heat their home Man. or to cool their home or to not cool right. their home or to cook their food or to buy anything that's manufactured in a machine that uses oil to, to grease the, the gears and everything else. Right. So so these kind of policies are so dumb. Um, but yet, like we've talked about before, Stacey, and you and I have talked about this. It's like, mm-hmm. but it's I think it's just meant to be. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that they, there's people that are so evil. They want the U.S. economy to destroy yep. it. But why? Why would you want the U.S. economy? Well, if you're a globalist and you want this global utopia, global government, global currency, global political structure. Well, you, you have to get rid of the big kid on the block. You have to get rid of the yep. world's reserve currency. You have to get rid of the world's largest economy, the most powerful military, all of it. Right. So how do you do that? Well, expensive to go to war against america and you probably lose right right? so so what do you do you destroy our wallets Mm. pretty easy to do with economic sanctions and things that they're doing so in this this utopia moving forward where there is this march toward globalism and this march down the road to serfdom for us as americans this is what they are doing this is why what we've talked about i think it's planned Mm -hmm. pretty sure that it's right because Mm -hmm. It's either planned or it's stupid. Well, I don't think anybody in governments is actually that stupid. I just think they're evil, like we've talked about before. So therefore, it's planned. And we just have to recognize that. We have to recognize it for what it is and what we can do to protect and preserve, right? Yes. So that's, that's the, the question. Because as you're talking, you know, I mean, I see this a lot, but I mean, when you're you're talking, it's like, oh, my gosh, it seems so hopeless. Is there anything that we can do to protect ourselves? The government's not going to protect us. What can we do to protect ourselves? Well, the government's not. Neither is banks, right? Like the the, the banks are running out of capital, too, and people can't get loans when they need it. And who knows if if uh, you lived in China right now, everything that you have in the banks, they're not even letting you take it out. Right. It's like, oh, my God. When they run out of money, what's their other options? Like, well, we'll give you something that we don't have. Well, no, they're not going to do that. They don't have it, right? Right. So so here's the problem. Things that people thought was safe in the past isn't safe in the present, won't be safe in the future, right? Because things changed. 
the things that that are now safe maybe weren't safe in the past, right? Because everything has changed. So, mm-hmm. so what I would do and what we've been shouting from the rooftops for for now over a year, and I'm sure glad that we have. Yep. Yeah. Me too. So glad that we have because it's actually protecting and preserving and growing people's portfolios mm-hmm. is precious metals, right? That's how you get out of the system, how you basically exchange a collapsing currency for something that's real, like silver, right? It's like you could use it for barter if you needed to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a worst case zombie apocalypse kind of a scenario, right? But but what you do is you allocate into silver for the growth, for the safety, for the capital preservation. You get all of that now, right? It's not just about saving and protecting your assets. It's about growing your asset mm-hmm. base. We get all of that right now because of the political dynamics of the global landscape that we're living in. So, mm-hmm. so my, this should put a smile on everybody's face is you get out of something that's coming down stock yep. bonds, mutual funds, real estate, you go into gold and silver, which is growing so much like what we talked about on the last show up literally 26% over the last 12 weeks, amazing return. Most people would mm-hmm. say, I'll take that in a year, right? You don't have to happen in eight and 12 weeks. Right. So, wow. so incredible incredible time, which is why you and David and myself and so many countless others mm-hmm. can actually have a smile on our face when our freedoms seem to be eroding or are eroding all mm-hmm. around us because our finances aren't eroding with them. Right. Right. You do something about it. And this is where it's like, mm-hmm. have the courage, the wisdom, the discernment to do what needs to be done. I just, just before we did the show, I was talking to, uh, Somebody actually called in uh, from, you know, Flyover Nation, right? And it's like they, they, they were loved what we had to say, very reluctant to want to move forward because they were afraid what their advisor was going to tell them. Mm. They can say, oh, crazy, shouldn't do this. We've been a wise, you know, we've helped your portfolio grow over the last couple of decades. I mean, it's a long-term relationship. Right. And I had to tell this, this lady, it's like, look, you you can't be concerned about, hurting your advisor's feelings, right? Because it's your money. It's not theirs. Mm-hmm. Right. At some point you have to draw a line in the sand and say, look, I, you've done great for me over the last couple of decades, but things have changed. You didn't change with it. You simply don't have the tools to protect and preserve during this time in the economy. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, yes, we think that we do. It's like, no, you tell them, no, you actually don't. Mm-hmm. Because in a, in a time when everybody in America is in debt up to debt up to their eyeballs, including the government, when interest rates are rising, when people's wages aren't keeping up with it, that will impact negatively stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and real estate. Yep. So what else do most people offer? Well, nothing outside of that, right? So, so therefore, they just simply don't have the tools right now to protect and preserve. And But and here's the thing. I'm not saying gold and silver is the greatest thing since sliced bread either. Right. Everything peaks out. Silver will peak out down the road. And after that, gold will peak out. And what do we do? Lock in our profits in silver, lock in our profits in gold. Then maybe we go back into the stock market after it's completely cratered and bottomed out. And people need to realize it's like, I'm not against stocks. I'm just against them for right now. Right. Because they're toxic. They're fundamentally flawed. I'm not against bonds, except I am for right now because they're fundamentally flawed and they're toxic. And our goal is to minimize risk, maximize return. I don't care what the asset is. 
And people sometimes pigeonhole me into thinking, well, all you ever talk about is gold and silver. You're just a gold and silver guy. It's like, I, it's the only reason it's everything I talk about is because it's the only thing that makes sense right, right. now. Right, exactly. But I'm, there's possibly going to be something better. The only reason that there wouldn't be something better is if plan B, option B, is we ultimately have a currency that's backed by gold. At that point, if you're in gold, you're not going to want to get out. It's going to be perpetual growth moving forward, right? Because it's now backing the currency. And if right. you own the backing of the currency before it backs the currency, you're never going to want to get out. So <laughs> maybe the exit is no exit at all, right? Right. Point is, there's always something that we can do to protect and preserve and grow our portfolio. And uh, that's what we talk about every single week. It's so important. It is excellent. You guys go to flyovergold.com. It's simply just a landing page to get you into Dr. Dr. Kirk's world. There's a video you can watch. There's PDFs that you can download. Begin educating yourself, but get yourself in the queue, whether you fill out the information and get yourself into the list for them to be able to work down and get a hold of you uh, or leave a, leave them a voicemail. You can give them a phone call, 720-605-3900. Whenever you're listening to this, whatever's going on in your world, take 30 seconds out and reach out to them and get that ball rolling and establish that relationship. It's a relationship you're going to want to have going forward. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Kirk. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.